Our mission here on the Sports Free Agent Podcast is to connect people with their first or next opportunity within the sports industry. We challenge the normal. Think of this as the new resume, a podcast episode which provides insight into individuals on their values, their experiences, and insight into who they really are. We challenge the normal way of doing a job search and hiring process. We're building a database to showcase your next future star employee on our website at www.sportsasajob.com. We flip the roles, so no longer do people get lost in the search, but they get found. Welcome to the Sports Free Agent Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Free Agent Podcast. I have another guest for all of you listeners here today. So if you could just please introduce yourself to everybody listening right now. Hi, my name is Isaac Coe, and thank you for having me on today. I'm the oldest of five siblings, so we always were able to basically field our own team if we wanted to play any game throughout my childhood. Uh, I was born overseas and did a lot of traveling back and forth for the first half of my life between Southeast Asia and the U.S., Neither of my parents really enjoyed sports all that much, but I remember whenever we came to Texas, I would bond with my great-grandfather and watch football games with him. And then whenever I was traveling back and forth, Southeast Asia, soccer, the global game, is often how I made friends and had stayed and just just, hung out with people whenever I was traveling and made friends there. So sports is always something that I've been intrinsically motivated to pursue. And uh, then in eighth grade, I played like rec soccer and then going through high school, I played a variety of sports uh, after soccer for a few years, then decided I wanted to try some physical contact sports, tried football for a year. That transition into pads wasn't didn't work for me. But so then I wrestled and I found rugby. So that way I played a plethora of sports, but then being five, nine and slightly injury prone, realized <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to take it to the next level. So I looked into athletic training mm. and then that took me uh, to college. Uh, I came out as national merit and my rugby coach from high school knew the rugby coach at OU. So I continued to play rugby for my first three years at OU Then uh, through the health and exercise science program, I got an internship with sports nutrition. And that was when sports nutrition like was relatively new, especially in the collegiate level. And so I entered with that, switched my major, got my degree in nutrition and came out looking to stay working on that one-on-one with the athlete sports medicine kind of side of things. So, so in that process, right, because now your journey kind of take a different and we'll get to that part, but like, you were interested in sports and athletic training, and that's what your degree in, degree is in. But you've gone in kind of a different route and wanted to go to the development and the business side of that. So how did that change for you? When did you realize that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, my experience with nutrition was a real eye-opener. It, was, it got me uh, exposed to, I guess, the rigors of the time demands even of there. It was, you know, a 5 a.m. at the stadium because they would have 5.30 lift and then we would leave at 5 p.m. And then I still had school for my graduate assistant. This was all during my graduate assistantship stuff. So 12 hours a day, that was fine. Uh, Summer camp went really well. And then at the end of summer camp, my supervisor had a bit of 
overreach in trying to control our personal life and what we were doing outside of our graduate assistantship. So that kind of set things on down a rocky path and some friction in general. But the other thing that stuck, stuck with me from that was kind of hearing some of the gripes of the sports medicine people of like, we have to wait, we can't make this decision until someone in administration does. And then kind of the Snyder marks of, oh, they're not here till nine, they're going home at four, all this stuff. And I just, I didn't really like that attitude. But the other thing is, it's like, I view myself as like a facilitator and being able to move up the like to bring experts in and trust them to do their job as best you can. That's why with development, you get exposed to so many different alumni, which when you're asking for that chunk of money, you're assuming they've been successful in what they've done. So you're looking at experts in so many different areas to bring them together in order to create something bigger. Yeah, and hats off to you for understanding that path that you were on that wasn't the right fit for you in that. So, I mean, what is it that you love about development or, or sports business in general? Yeah, development, I mean, sports business, at the, at the end of the day, it's like you can't do things without money. Mm-hmm. This is whenever we're, we're ordering new supplies for new shakes or new snacks to try and fuel the team. And this was at Oklahoma, one of the premier power five schools we still had issues it's like oh we can't order that yet we need budgetary reasons so so everything comes back to money at the end of the day and it's universal wherever you go being good at making money can make you successful (laughs) i'm sorry what was the second half of the question no and just what why is it your love you know what is it that you love about the sports business side of everything i mean you kind of touched on it i guess yeah yeah bringing bringing people into it i guess it's like people outside the area get to see a little peek at the inner workings and have a deeper understanding of it so they can appreciate it more thoroughly and at the same time it exposes me to a multi variety of people that have been successful in multiple arenas as well Mm -hmm. and that's an interesting take on that because i don't hear much people say explain it the way you see it you're saying it about how different people from different parts of the industry outside of sports are coming in to really help something grow and get better in that way so let's get to the next segment um you know for all the people listening if you're a hire manager or you work in an organization this is going to be something that helps you guys on both sides because we're going to make it a little transparent about isaac's resume and then you can break that down from kind of step to step so the first part of that you know i really want to talk about is the profile and the profile is kind of describing who you are professionally um in that way isaac so who would you say i mean explain who you are um, professionally and business-wise. What is your model or who are you, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know that joke that like Bill Gates always said, I'd rather have a lazy person figure out how to do something because he'll figure (laughs) out the best way to do something or the easiest way to get it done. (laughs) So I'm not about cutting corners, but I do want to be the most efficient at getting something done. So it's uh, replicable and most cost-effective as we go through it. So I love, I love the hours of athletics. I love the high pressure and just the hubbub of everything having to be performed on a razor's edge margins for most of the time, even in competition to everyone on working on the sides to put on the event. And that brings out the best in me. And so I'm fine with staying those 12 hour days to set up for an event and one of the things that I've struggled with is the dead time in between where it's like, do we need to be here for three hours 
or can we come back and do like we get it done take a break and then get it done again mm-hmm. it's kind of fun, feeling finding a way to be productive in those dead times is an area that i've been working on and finding just reframing it yeah definitely and you know sports especially in the development area you have certain goals and certain numbers you want to hit so be able to react to that pressure of, of, of reaching a certain number i think that works in your strengths and your stuff your assets but let's let's go down to leadership and activities in your resume and i want to talk about a few things that i noticed is one of it is the ncaa emerging leaders seminar i mean tell me about that how you got involved with that yeah, absolutely. So the NCAA uh, ELS uh, seminar is put on by the NCAA every year, and it's an option for graduate assistants. Uh, I'm not and interns like, at conference offices, and there's an application that you send in. And so I was one of two selected from the University of Oklahoma for 2019 that got flown out to Indianapolis for three days to listen to a bunch of key speakers from the NCAA. We talked to their one of the people on their uh, basketball. This was right after the uh, Adidas basketball uh, mm. issues. All FBI investigation all came to light. So we had their task force or the the head of their task force kind of come and talk to us about that. Different people from Texas Tech working in student academics. Uh, one of the giant search firms. Uh, some of their heads and stuff like that. So just kind of priming us for what to expect. And then from D1 to D3 athletic directors as well. I mean, that's an amazing opportunity, especially when there was only two of you. And I've heard great things. I haven't attended myself, but I've always heard great things from people that attended this event. And then now on the very bottom, um, it says that you got a national merit scholar from the NAADD. Um, Tell me about that and like what the process took to get that. Oh, national, sorry, that, that's two separate things. The NADD mm. is oh, the uh, yeah, yeah, National Association of Athletic Development Directors. That's just mm. their organization that you follow through NACTA and everything like that. National Merit Scholar is the scholarship. That's how I got to go to OU. Oh, okay. And, yeah, it's the, the PSAT. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. You take, yeah so. Okay, well, okay. I mean, that's good that you explained that there. Now, let's jump into your experience again. I mean, let's focus on, I, you did have graduate assistant with sports nutrition. But you've kind of got when you're going down that route of development now. Tell me about your internship experience at the University of Oklahoma, specifically with their development. Yeah, so with the uh, University of Donor Relations Services, there it was really awesome. It, so coming out of nutrition, I kind of had to sit back and just reevaluate athletics as a whole and what went into making a successful program. So finding a spot was luckily uh, academics, conduct and accountability had a spot so I could just transfer my GA ship and continue going to school without delaying that timeline or incurring extra tuition costs on my end. But that wasn't necessarily where I wanted to end up working. So then looking at where you're interacting with the fans, maximizing their game experiences and bringing in money for the team is with the Sooner Club, obviously. But they didn't really have a, a spot. And also I took this first semester after leaving nutrition kind of to just decompress and recenter myself. So then finding, uh, getting invited to the Emerging Leader Seminar was also a really great revitalization for myself to kind of help me get my gear going, gears going again. (laughs) Excuse me. 
so then I came back and tried again with the Sooner Club. They were iffy with like our requirements with HR and stuff like that. So I just went to the regular university's development office and started working over there. Figured just learning about the development pipeline, how you're trying to get donors to start giving here a bunch of donors at a lower margins, you know, like a hundred dollars to $500. And then you're, they narrow up and you're trying to get them to give more, give more, give more until eventually you're giving, getting your major gift givers. Yeah. So it's yeah. like cultivating those long-term relationships, the donor pipeline like that stewardship. So we like sent out mailers with their one year anniversary with the seed sower, one of the famous statues on Oklahoma's campus. And it was with, like seed paper that had seeds pressed into it. It was cut out as the end. We just moved it into their envelope. We just had to mail several hundred of those. But then the big thing I was working on was also more internal within the university was working with the crowdfunding platform for the student athlete, or not student, student organizations to raise money for special programs that they might have, like Concrete Canoe or the Steel Bridge, the engine, the, the car the racing team and stuff like that to build, to raise special funding for that. And then comparing a lot of our giving day and internal crowdfunding resource uh, results with other big 12 and big 10 institutions. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you got a whole total experience all around and got to try the different things. Now I want to end up now, on your master's, you graduated your master's of education, adult and higher education with that emphasis in intercollegiate athletic administration. Now tell me about, you know, what it meant for you to go through this program and how it's really helped well equip you for your future position with another organization or school out there. Yeah, absolutely. So this program was one of two between uh, the IAA and so intercollegiate athletic administration or the HR emphasis. Uh, for human resources there. And I chose IAA because obviously it has the name Intercollegiate Athletic Administration. And so it was really great. It was just kind of the, the basis was the education side. So it was the learning theories of how adults and like college students learn. There was also a bit of an emphasis on I guess, uh, non-traditional students just on the academic side of things. But one of the really great classes for me that I got the chance to take was compliance one and two. So it just kind of was a deep dive with one of the heads of compliance at the university uh, teaching as an adjunct professor, I guess, uh, to dive through all the NCAA infraction process, the rules and stuff. So I have a really well-rounded knowledge, I guess, of multiple parts of sports medicine, academics, compliance, and development that I'm looking to do a deep dive into university development and figure out more from there. Because as an athletic director, I feel like you need to know a little, you have to have a surface knowledge of everything that's going on in your department. So you can know, bring it to know to bring in an expert and stuff. You still have to be able to make a decision in that area. No, I, I definitely understand that. And one of the, the things that a lot of mentors tell me is that when you get a whole, like when you understand every single little aspect, whatever specific area you are focused on, it lets you do your job better when you're in that specific spot. So that's, you know, I definitely agree with that. Now for all the hiring managers and organizations and everybody listening right now to this, Isaac, where can they find you on social media and things like that? 
Yeah, absolutely. My uh, Twitter is at Isaac underscore co, I think. That's actually a great thing. Do you put your Twitter handles on your resume these days? I don't think we, I don't think people do these days. I don't think people anybody puts their uh, Twitter handle. I mean, it should be a thing, right? I mean, we're in a new generation of, of the way we do things, so maybe putting our, our our Twitter and our Instagram is a thing. But no, I mean, I'll put your Twitter in the description and everything. Yeah, you are right. It's underscore. Um, are you on you're on LinkedIn as well, like you were saying? But you don't update. But but outside of that, people. Like he said, I'll put his I'll put his Instagram and his Twitter and whatever social media he's got in the episode description. So if you want to get in touch with him, that's how you reach him. And for everybody listening there, if you're looking for your first or next opportunity in sports, visit us at www.sportsisajob.com and we can help you with that. And like always, we want people to get found in the search and not lost.